Hi everybody and welcome back to the Endless House podcast and yes we're live again joined by William. How are you William? I'm alright mate, that intro is dynamite man, I was just dancing oh, on there. It's cracking, just have to go with it. And, um, the debut, Ross you're making your live debut, how are you? I'm not bad mate, uh, busy day of the day, got a kitchen painted, just been trying to dodge, <laughs> trying to dodge that Celtic rain. <laughs> busy day, busy day man, but I mean... We'll start with the Rear Rovers game, and by all counts, we won 4 0, pretty comfortable in the end, William. But we do have to talk obviously about the first half, and it's a bit of a drag, <laughs> apart from that Liam Scales goal, which was a fantastic effort, man. Brilliant finish all round. He, he played well. But what do you think of that first half? We'll, we'll focus on that first because we do our summary anyway, but we'll go in depth in the first half here. And I just think for me, it's everything Alan's possible called who doesn't want to see in a Celtic team. Uh, so yeah, it's not like us this year. I mean, we usually most of the year we've been hitting the ground running and we do all our damage in the first half hour. So, um, yeah, it was it was not like us at all. But I mean, I think everybody heard Andrew self his opinion in the first half at the, at the time. Uh, not like us, but I mean, there's I don't know if it's I don't know what it is on social media or whatnot. But we did win the game four nine, and there's still mm. so much negativity about the performance. Because uh, as long as we get through, no bother, and it was a good performance in the end. So, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it was comfortable, Ross. 4-0, it screams easy, doesn't it? But the first half, as I said to William, I mean, Postacol alluded to himself. Maybe the changes he made, maybe it was too much, and he knew it was the fact the team's fluidity. And that word, see me in words, boys. But <laughs> you, you look at it, and he brought in Johnson, he brought in Forrest, Scales came in, there was a few other changes around about the team, and it just didn't quite click, did it? No, it didn't. Certainly not in the first half. Uh, and like Willie's alluded to there, it, it culminated them absolutely losing the plot on the touchline. And rightly so. They weren't playing well at all. But it, like uh, Ange alluded to in his uh, post-match interview as well, like, there was a few changes. And like you've said, when you, you make that amount of changes, it, it can affect the team and the way it's flowing. But I think... He's probably angry as well because he plays one way. He doesn't change for it. And everybody trains. And it doesn't matter if you're a regular or somebody that's going to come in. There's there's no plan B. It's plan A or do plan A better. And basically, everybody in his mind now, to an extent, should all be fully aware of how we play and that's no passing the ball back and messing about with it like they were in that first half. Uh, so I think he was probably angry, obviously, at the performance, but I think he was probably also angry at the fact that the guys who came in weren't playing the way he expects, regardless of whether they play all the time or no. Yeah, I think he alluded in, in the press conference he done with the Australian TV firm that he has no plan B. He's all, always plan A, do plan A better, William, and I mean, we'll, we'll touch upon a few of the performance and we'll start with the man, Mikey Johnson. Unfortunately, he goes off injured again. For me, he just didn't look confident. He didn't look anywhere near what he can't perform on the pitch. And me and Ross have obviously made our opinions clear on it. We'll probably do it again tonight. But I think really that kind of summed it up for me. That loan move slipped him by in January. The Aberdeen, it, it fell down. He seemed he was emotional when he was going off. He, he probably knows it's a bad injury. He looked like he was going to burst out crying. And I don't blame him because he is plagued by them. But sometimes you just have to call the day, especially at a club like Celtic. We can't keep carrying passengers. And I'm being harsh, isn't it? But um, I don't know if it's it's a difficult one. I, 
I think he's. Well, I think we, we touched upon it on last week when I was on and said that I think his time is up at Celtic. Unfortunately, he's he's. There's three or four people ahead of him in the, and in, in the team at the moment, and I feel sorry for him because he was actually. Um, I thought the first twenty minutes, half an hour, he was excellent. I thought he was getting the ball and he was just direct running at the fullback. I know it was race over, so the, the standard then isn't as as good as it is in the, in the Premier League, but. Uh, I thought the first 20 minutes or so he was our best player. Uh, I thought he, he he was getting the ball, like I say, taking on the full-back, getting balls in the box, getting shots away. Uh, he looked sharp. But um, unfortunately, the game ended for him as it does 75% of the time in his career in Celtic and, and an injury. And, and you, you did, you alluded to it there, he did. He looked absolutely devastated when he went off. And I do feel sorry for him because I do think he's a player. But it's just not happening for him. Um, whether that's the injuries or or the squads we've had, um, if there's ever a game to do it, I think Ross said it before the game on the group chat when he got the start. So there's ever a game to show it, show what you're you're all about. It's this mm-hmm. game here and, and and try and force your way into some sort of reckoning. And um, unfortunately, it's ended the same way as it m- more often than not that does an, an injury. And um, I don't know how bad it is, but. Um, if he's pulling up with a muscle, then it's not going to be good again, and he's going to be out for a for the foreseeable. So, um, yeah, it's not looking good for Mickey Johnson, and I can't see a massive future for him at Celtic, unfortunately. Nah, I think the low moves one of them things that he should have took when he had the opportunity. And before I continue here, good evening to the people who are commenting. Paul Burrell, new channel, great to have you on board. Martin Kay, show regular, great to have you on board as well. As well, and obviously Jed Thomas comes in here. Ross makes a great point. We can't keep playing attractive football in every game. And we've talked about this before previously. There will be times where we'll have to dig in deep. And 4-0 wasn't digging in deep, to be perfectly honest. But that first yeah. half, it just felt like a, a bit of a slum, a bit of a, a lull. Mickey Johns come in and left. I'd be keen to get your your opinion as well here. And I think William makes a great point. Like, you look at it from, from Mickey Johns' point of view. we all seen him break through and he looks fantastic. He used to take players on for fun, full of pace, scored some wonderful goals. And these injuries just took the toll on him. Aye, and, and well, first, firstly, I agree with Jed. You, you, you can't play well every single game. It's, it's just not possible. Uh, but we won, like, like, like he said, and you can't complain at that. But Ange wants performance. He always wants performance. So we can't. He, he won't let them away with performances like Sunday often. But uh, as no. regards Mikey Johnston. I, I mean, I've been on record saying before that I, I don't rate him, and I've I've been really harsh at times the way I've spoke about him. But it's getting to the stage now where I just I just feel sorry for the guy. Nothing, certainly injury wise, it's he's just not getting any luck whatsoever. I don't know if he's made of chocolate or what what the score is, but it's it's just no happening for him. He's his body's never developed, he's never bulked up like we've said previously uh, and we, we, everybody can see it, that there, there is a player in there he can skin guys he's, he's got a turn of pace he's, he's got skill but his decision making on the ball is it's absolutely mind blowing at times it, and he's been in and around the team long enough now for that's that should have improved but he still at times and I don't know if it's because he has been out and with injuries like so much that he's maybe no developing 
certainly sort of the, the footballing brain um, for for his years now, but his decision making is is just no good enough, and he he did get doubled up on on Sunday quite often, and when that happens, you can sort of fade out the game, but then you look at Jota coming on, they try mm. to double up him, and it's it's just a different level, and miles apart. Ah, that, that's no slant on Mikey Johnson because. Jota is, he's off the scale. He's far too good for our league, but I really sincerely hope that we can keep him. It's no fair to compare Mikey Johnson to Jota, but that's that's the benchmark. That's where you need to be at this moment in time if you want to play in that position yep. at Celtic. And Mikey Johnson is hes absolutely miles away from it. And I don't know... I, I th- I'm not sure if this is right, but he might have, he might have been the one that said naughty the 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 loan move, which is you've got to take your hat off to him. He's he's wanted to try and like push for push for it at Celtic and work hard, but again he's played, he's got injured, and it's not worked out for him. And I just I just don't think it's going to work out for him at Celtic eh, in the long run. I think it basically going on going off by the comments here. Alistair said he's not good enough. James has said he feels sorry for him for times to go. And Wim the Tim, what a name by the way, needs a no move to see if he can find form of fitness and consistency at a decent level. Which again, it could be an opportunity. But William, he's been under Brendan Rodgers now. He should have learned from him. Now he's a, has a fantastic manager in Pasta Coglu. And as Ross said, Jada's that benchmark. And you think he would take that opportunity to learn from guys like that? Do you know what I mean? And it just seems like to me. And I think he made a great point, Ross. Like his decision making in the final third is baffling. There was times he, he did get good possessions and he just didn't take advantage of it, whether it would be a shot against the defender or playing passes to just go out of play. And it's just a dwindling out of his career at the moment, like, isn't it? I think so. I don't think it's a question of his mentality, to be honest with you. I think, to be fair, when he's on the park, I do think he does give all he's got. He's just, he's not got the ability of, I, I said others like Jota and, and, and Forrest and the likes through the years. Um, so I don't think it's a matter of mentality, and if and if it is, if that's the truth that he did um, turn down a loan move and he wanted to stay and fight for his place, then that says more about his mentality than anything. Totally. Uh, but he's just he's like Ross said, he's made a chocolate. I mean, his body's no coping, obviously, and um, it's a shame. But but in saying that, even if his body was coping, I still don't think he would be good enough to get in our team, and I don't think he's, mm. he would be good enough to be second fiddle to Jota even. I think he's third or fourth in the line. So, yep. um, even with all the injuries and stuff, obviously, Ange has got a better football brain than me and he sees something there because um, he keeps picking them. So, um, who knows? He might turn it around, but I think that a lone move probably would have been best for him. And, um, yeah, I don't see much of a future, like I said. I don't even know when he's... When he, is, he, is he contracted for another? 2025. Jesus Christ. Oof. Yeah, lone move. <laughs> uh, no, no he's he's got to wait until the summer at least now, isn't he? Sorry, uh, Steve. Yeah. No, no, 100%. You make a great point. He does have to wait till the summer. I don't know if they do still do emergency loans or whatever, but I don't think a club's going to take a gamble on especially now he's injured. But, I mean, we've seen Say on the other right-hand side... <laughs> we've seen on, on the right-hand side, Ross, that Avada was rested and Forrest come in and another one. He's come in for criticism. Obviously, we'll have to praise for us for all he's done in the nine in a row years because you're travel breaking in under Lennon being a fantastic servant for the club but I'll be honest I see a decline in him I don't think it's 
I mean, it's obvious he's lost a bit of pace. His confidence seem, seems a wee bit down. His fitness is down. Doesn't seem to be this quick, sharp self. The only really time I've seen him like that in the season was the goal in Europe. Remember the one where he, he cushioned it down, played it into Beton and went up the pitch and was it Jada finished? I can't remember. Barrett Leverkusen, wasn't it? It was the free two game. Barrett Leverkusen, no, it was I. That was James Forrest and him. He was top nuts that night. But again, it's not a bad as clearly for me, number one. I don't know what you think. Well, Abad is at the moment, yeah. Uh, Abad is in a rich veiny form. He's he's playing out his skin and absolutely deserves to be in front of James Forrest. Uh, James Forrest was very poor on Sunday, but I don't think that James Forrest is finished by any stretch. And I think you spoke about how well he played against Bayer Leverkusen that night. And we're talking about that was a fat James Forrest. James Forrest put it for a prolonged period. He's not played a lot of football. He's in and out the team. So to expect him to come in on Sunday and just hit the ground running, I, I think is unfair. And I think the criticism he's come under, okay, his performance Sunday in isolation deserves criticism. But for me, people saying he's finished and all the rest of it, I, I, I think that is, I think it's bullshit. Basically, <laughs> uh, uh, James Forrest is not finished. He's only, what, 30? 30? 30, That's not old for a footballer now. The way they, the, the scientists and all that, and the way they look after themselves now, footballers can go on a lot longer than what they did maybe 10, 12 years ago. But James Forrest has looked after himself, and the, the body type that he is, He's powerful still. You can see he's got power and he's pacey. And okay, it does look, admittedly, it does look like that on the face of it at the minute that he has lost a yardy pace. But I just think he's still trying to get up to speed. I don't think he's, because he's not getting a run of games, it's difficult to get up to speed. And for me, no, James Forrest has been an absolute, he's a club legend. He's been a legend. He's been outstanding. His peak years, he was absolutely unbelievable for his like top class, yep. and I think we'll see that again for James Forrest in a Celtic jersey. It might not be this season because he has had a like we've said a run of injuries, but if he he maybe gets games here and there and muddles through this season, if you like, gets a good pre-season under his belt, gets injury free. I think you'll see a different James Forrest next season again. I think, uh, to be fair, Ross, when you say the criticism is overboard, yes, I tend to agree some of it is, but you have to look at it from the angle. Can he be relied upon again? Can he be, I'm not going to say trusted, <coughs> because James Forrest has been a loyal servant William the Celtic Football Club. We all know that. He's been fantastic. But I'm not going to be blind to the fact that I believe anyway he's lost a bit of pace, his confidence seemed down. And while I do agree with some of what Ross said, I don't think he'll ever get back to peak Forest again, where he was firing all cylinders, PSE taking players on. I've, I don't, I can't see it. There's only that game against Bayern Leverkusen, and then obviously he was in there for a long period of time. He's been dipping into the time, and I think Jed Thomas makes a great point. We're forgetting about Carmoko. He's he made his uh, comeback in the the B team in the Lowland League during the weekend there, so that could be another one challenging for Forest's position. And sometimes club legends are not. It does have to be like it's time to pass the the baton, so to speak. Nah, not for me. I, I don't. I, I don't understand the criticism at all. I there's a 
you know me and social media, and I don't try go, not to get involved because it fucking winds me up something off here. But there's a there's a massive part of your support, the keyboard warriors, that after every game, and it doesn't matter. Remember we won that game four nothing, and they just right. go and yeah. But we played we, we played shape the first half. Well, we had the call out, like, and we won four nothing. Yeah. So should we not be looking at it and saying we played shape? We still won four nothing. But it's and it's the same. This has been the same all season with the likes of Greg Taylor, where we've been battering teams, and it's just trying to find some sort of negativity. So it's like he's had a bad game, or he's not played great for twenty minutes. He misled two or three passes. He's shite getting at the team, and I feel like it's the same with James Forrest. I was going on to the social media afterwards, and people are saying that's it. He's finished. He's and and I'm all for criticising players if they've had a bad game, and and I'll I'll, I'll do it myself. Forrest was piss poor, and he's. I think like you said with Mickey Johnson. I thought his decision making wasn't great. He's taken a touch too many. When when Peak Forest were talking about, we just shift up and and bust the net. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he is coming back for an injury. He's not getting as many minutes as um, he would be hoping for. Uh, I just think it's to 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 kind of cast him out there and and make him a scapegoat when. By the way, he scored. He came on and saved our bacon in the semi-final this year as well. Scored the goal to get us through at the final. There's no way in hell he is finished. He is still a top player, and yeah, 100% agree. Abad is number one now, and he should be because he's been absolutely superb. But James Forrest is still a fantastic player, and he would walk into any other team in the SPL. That's not that's not denied. I'm not denying that. But what I'm saying is, you can note. I can see it decline. You can see he's lost a bit of pace. Like that's blatantly obvious. Ever since he's come back from his injury, and whether he's playing in prolonged periods of games, like Ross, uh, R- Rafe Rovers, it's not a high level opposition. We said the same for Mickey Johnson; he didn't quite do it. I think it's right, Ross, that we call out Forrest too. To be honest, but see, the thing it gets me as well is, for the most part of that game, in the fir- certainly the first eleven it started, right? James Forrest and Mikey Johnson were the only ones that were playing bad. The whole that team was, was off it. Maybe. You maybe coming under that, coming under that. Could, uh, you could give scales pass marks, but they weren't the only ones. But I think it's probably highlighted more in their positions because they're expected to go and beat their man, get balls into the box, and it's it's more obvious that they're not playing well than it is, say, I don't know, that's a centre half or like Stephen Welsh or whatever. I'm not saying Stephen Welsh had a terrible game, but the, nobody played well in that first half really. Uh, mm-hmm. Possibly, other than scales and maybe Giacomacus, we'll probably go into them. But I, I, I just think that it's fine. Uh, like Willie says, it's it's after the game the criticism of players at times, like Forrest, uh, where it's fine to criticise their performance on a game in isolation. But guys are going on and saying he's finished, he's done this, that, and the next thing, like writing him off, writing off his Celtic career, get him out the door and all the rest of it. And it's it's one game. He's not been amazing this season, but it's been stop start for him. Yeah. And when you're stop start, you can't you can't get up to and I understand what you're saying, Stephen, that it, looking at it for the outside looking in, you could say like there's a case for you saying that he's lost a yard of pace because he's he, he doesn't look his explosive self at the minute. But I just think it's down to match fitness and recovering, mm-hmm. still coming back for an injury, in my opinion. But 
I mean, you're entitled to your opinion and I totally take it on board because I, I, like, I can see where you're coming from, but I just think it's because of match fitness. No, again, it, it is mad. some of it could be match fitness, but again, you have to look at it, as you said, from the outside in. And it does look like to me, Forrest has lost a bit of pace. And Ian McIntosh, welcome back to the show. Um, <coughs> lots of people quick to, to write Forrest off. He's been out of sorts and hope he can improve. Some people wrong. And I, I agree. I love totally James Forrest. Agree, I, totally I love yeah, this. Man. This isn't me saying, as Ross said, some fans have said it's time for him to go. I do not believe that at all. James Forrest will be around Celtic until he retires. I firmly believe that. And then, William, you make a good point. Let's not focus all negatives. I just want to bring up one more thing about that first half. And we'll have to talk about it. And Foster Coglu <laughs> lost, lost his absolute marbles. I'm sitting there in my ground. And the, the game was quite, kind of quiet. Hatate, Beton played at the Hatate. He played at the back to Welsh the next minute. Stop passing it back, but and then all this, you're like, Whoa, it's the first time really I've heard Posse Cognu lose it. But again, we alluded to the fact that we did touch upon it. That's not the way he wants us to play. No, not at all. I loved it. I was actually sitting waiting myself laughing. I thought it was Sunday for the crowd until the commentary so, actually said that Sanj Posse Cognu losing his marbles, losing his shit pretty, pretty much because we're playing it back the way, which is brilliant to hear. It's superb. I mean, obviously, like. We were off it a bit in the first half, but we were comfortable and we were just keeping the ball and it was more like a training match and obviously that's not how Ange wants to play. So to hear that is like, uh, it just sends shivers up you for him to, to, to scream that at the players. Um, <clears throat> it was it was just excellent. It's exactly what he said in that training montage at the yep. start of the season. We don't stop. Uh, and you could tell he wasn't happy. Every time the camera panned him, he looked with that hood up in the rain. He looked Ooh. like a kind of dark lord that he can... Star Wars or something sitting there. I was like, oh, I do not want to be in there at half time. Um, brilliant to hear. I mean, the guy's just uh, it's, it's, when you think you can't love him anymore, he just goes and says another thing or does another thing, and you're just like, oh, brilliant, man. Yeah. 100%. Alistair Jack comes in with a great point. You can't read too much in the cup games. We're free and we move on. And to be fair, that yeah, kind of well, sums up perfectly. But, but, but Ross. Hans Postecoglou, whether it's a cup game against Rio Rovers or a Europa League game against Bayern Leverkusen, he wants us to play a certain way and he, he's making that pretty clear in week in, week out, isn't he? Aye, he has standards and they have to be met. In that first half, they weren't met and that's why he lost it. But he just, like, I absolutely loved it. And he, it's like he, he knows the exact moment to do it. He always picks the moment, the right moment to say something, do something all the time. And even in his interview, he, he sort of explained why he lost it and basically said that I we were comfortable. I don't want us to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that that just sums up Ange for me. It was it was brilliant. You, like we've said already, you can't play brilliant all the time. But it doesn't matter if it's Wraith Rovers. He wants Celtic to go at full tilt all the time regardless of the team they're playing and regardless of the personnel we've got in the park. And like I've said already, it culminated in him losing the absolute plot because <laughs> his, his, no orders, but that, sort of like that. I can't think of the word, but uh, they weren't being carried out. And I think he's at the, at the point now where he wouldn't have done that earlier in the season because... We didn't have a squad and it was early and like the way he was trying to get us to play. But I think he's picked again the right moment where we have got a squad. We've got, and that evidently wasn't our 
best team we put out in the park. Mm-hmm. But they still should have been doing what he wanted them to do and they weren't. And he picked the perfect moment again just to let them know that this is no own. If you could do a, a kick up the arse, William Furbley, he definitely done it, didn't he? he oh, like, definitely. You're sit, yeah. sitting, sitting there with your tea in the house, just shaking. <laughs> I don't know if it was. Uh, I don't know if it was a post match or it was another presser I seen him after the game, but they asked him about how the team's been playing recently. And bearing in mind, I would probably, I, I could, I'd be, it's right up there, if not the best football I've ever seen Celtic play in that generation. Mm-hmm. And I remember even like Tommy Burnside and obviously Rogers' side is what like, unbelievable football. And the reporter asked him uh, about his standards and if if he thinks the team's. <laughs> and he said, "No, no, no, nowhere near our standard, nowhere near my standards yet." Now, if you're any other team in that league, like I'd be quivering my boots to think that we're nowhere near his standards yet with the football we've been playing this year. That's a scary, scary thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a scary thought. And James makes a great point here. If you don't play his way, you won't be on the team. And he alluded to that in the in the press well, that press conference, the kind of news media thing he did with um Stan Sport in Australia. And if anyone hasn't watched that, go on YouTube and just type in Stan Sport, twenty five minutes long. It's fantastic. And one of the people on the the pundit section asked him about his recruitment process, and he said he has a clear identity and how the team wants to play, and any players will fall short of that, we'll be out of the squad or out of the team altogether and it's just fantastic. And before we move on, I mean, Daniel's come in here with him. Gas prices were through the roof, big man. Shed going cold. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the Wi-Fi, mate. I'll hate you get that sorted. Don't worry. I'll be back in the bunker soon enough. And then Ian McIntosh, you can't argue with anything Ann says. He makes it really tough to have, look really easy and he, to be fair, he does. We'll move on to the bright spark, bright sparks of the, the game that was the second half and if you're Rafe Rovers, you're thinking you've done well. John McGlynn would be quite happy with the team then at half time. They come out, play the first 10 minutes. You look over <laughs> to the side. Ross, you see Jada coming on. Your heart's going to sink. It's it's going to sink. You take Johnson off, unfortunately, he gets an injury, and Jada comes on, and the first kind of bit of business he does, assist for Giamakis. Aye, he, he came on, completely changed the game. Uh, it was just outstanding. His attitude when he came on... Doesn't matter if it's Wraith Rovers. It's just his attitude is first class. He wants to win every game and he, he's carrying out the instructions that Ange gives him to the letter. And he's he's just absolutely a wonderful footballer. Just like top class and like I know we've got the first option on him. If we I think we'll do well to keep him and I believe like <sighs> I think we will keep him because looking at him, it, it looks like he loves being here. And who wouldn't he love playing under Ange and playing in this style of football when you play the way Jota does? I don't know if, if he does stay, it might only be for another season. But boy, will we get a big fee for him. One of the things that I do love most about him, William, it's like for a guy with his talent, and this is not a story typical. You get some people who would come over to Scotland, they'll play, but this is easy. I'll get my move. I won't sign on. But he seems so humble. He seems so respectful. And as Ross says, Postacogli tells him what to do. He's on that pitch. He's doing it. He's celebrating with the fans. He's going along with the, the celebrations at the end, miming them. Don't know if you've seen that clip. It's like, do, 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 do. He's singing it as well. It's, it's fantastic to see. And you could you could you couldn't blame him if you went, Why am I coming on against Rafe? I need a break. But he comes on, takes the game by the scruff of the neck, much like a captain would, 
and he turned it around for us. Like, definitely, <laughs> he changed the game. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were looking a bit slack and stuff, and I, I did say in the group chat as well. I need to put it out there that I did say well, he'll come on in ten minutes and we'll win the game for nothing, which which happened. Like, hey, didn't stick my. Did you say that? Yeah, uh, did you? He, he did never you? said that. He still lies. <laughs> <No>. Total lies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's a bang on. It doesn't matter if he's playing. If it's a World Cup final or if it's race overs in the cup, he, he's he, he's out there to win. He's a born winner. I think he's a he's a bang on as well with the whole how he's taken to the club. He's he's bought into the whole culture. Like you say, you see the social media things. You've seen there's that one where I'm coming in the training and he was doing an eye, eye, didn't try to do and and when he Loved first joined, it. he talked about his his relationship with Kyogo and how he was trying to learn some Japanese so that he can communicate with him better. I mean. <laughs> He's a humble, consummate professional. You never see any moaning about him getting benched because he has been coming off the bench recently because he's come back for his injury. Um, and you see him on when he's on the pitch. See if something doesn't come up. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> after that, uh, he see when something doesn't come off. See, he beats a man and he, he hits a shot, but it's 20 feet wide. You see how annoyed he gets at yourself. He's just an absolute born winner. And um Celtic should be absolutely breaking the bank to get him. It's just, but I mean, if he doesn't come, we know it's down to the player. But the the, the thing is, like Ross is saying, really hopeful. He's he's proper bought into the club and yourself. He, he's obviously got a massive relationship with the fans already. Um, we love him. I think he loves us. Uh, so fingers crossed, he signs in the dotted line. But I mean, I, I think he's a Benfica fan. So yeah. you imagine that, and you imagine the other way about. Yeah, and it's me and I'm a Celtic man and I go to Benfica and I set the world alight and they're wanting me but Celtic go, oh, we want you back. I mean, so it's one of them. Uh, just fingers crossed he makes the right choice. Hopefully At least we know Mark Rosas. Celtic tattoos the lad. I think Massimo Denali has a Celtic tattoo as well. It just shows you the pull of the club, Ross. No, no matter where you are in the world, you get that connection with the green and white. You'll have it for life. John Hart's another example of Celtic tattoo on his chest. And then I, I do have to give a shout out here to Jay Magnus. There's a few comments coming in, Ross, about Jay Magnus and his kind of impact in the team. Martin has said that they'll score plenty of goals, and it's it's like. This guy, again, he's he's not overwhelmingly spectacular. He's not full of tricks. But what he does, he gives you effort. He gives you endeavour. He holds the ball up when things aren't going well. We've missed that kind of focal, focal point. I know Kyogo is obviously our main striker, and he'll come back into the team mid as well. But Jim Marcus just gives, gives us a different dimension. Well, I believe, anyway. I, I, I really, really like him. I, I think he's been outstanding for us for the turn of the year. Uh, I think the goals will probably come. People are saying he doesn't get enough goals, but in his defence, the chances he's missed, he's no like skied it or totally blinded it wide or whatever. It's been on target. Keepers have made good saves. The goals will come. You you can tell the way he celebrated that goal on Sunday that he's about scoring goals. He wants to score goals. But for me, at the moment, he's no scoring as many goals as most would hope, as he as he would hope, but he's still bringing a lot to the team, and yeah. I think now bear with me here, right? This this is maybe got to sound a bit stupid to explain it, but uh, <laughs> the, the formation that we play, right? He's he's through the middle of the front three, and you've got Jota at the moment and Abada either side of him, right? Now he's not getting all the goals. 
he's not getting all the plaudits, but he's doing all the dirty work. And for me, he's doing the Firmino job and the Liverpool team, the, the unnoticed stuff, the, the unglamorous stuff, to allow Jota and Abada, who are uh, Mane and Salah, to do all the get all the goals and finish it off. I think he's doing the Firmino job in the Celtic shirt at the moment. And okay, he's not getting all the goals, but he's still bringing a hell of a lot to the team. I, I just I, I think the guy is brilliant. I really really like mm-hmm. him, and I think when Kyogo comes back, you would think that he's going to play through the middle. But at the same time, Jacobacus is that other option when things are not going well. It's it's a great option to have. You could still have Kyle go in the part and put him out in the left. The options we've got up top now are unbelievable. And yeah. it's so exciting. But I just hope that didn't sound daft saying that he was no, like no. for me. I, <laughs> I totally I totally get what you mean because a lot of obviously fans in our see for me was a, a centre attacking mid rather than a striker because he does that kind of dropping back, attacking the defenders and holding the ball up for other players come into space. And you look at it, William, as well. For me, Jim Agus, he was crying out for service in that Rave Rovers game. Jada comes on, one cross, he gets the goal. Regardless of if it's a tap-in, he's still there to finish it. A poacher's <laughs> finish by all accounts. But the man, I mean, everyone here in the comments, Ian McIntosh, Big Gigi leads the line well. Alistair Jack, four goals and seven starts, not bad. He's done quite well, like, to be fair. I was just about to say, Alistair's beat me to it tonight. I was just about to say, we're all screaming about him. And myself included last week were saying... I think he needs to add goals, but that's not a bad tally, to be fair. Um, yeah. Ross is bang on, just an abs- a, a different option. I mean, if you're going away to Tynecastle and you know it's going to be two or three centre-halves and it's going to be a fight, um, the big man's not a bad option to put in there instead of Kyogo. It's like, and we're going to rotate the side. I think he's been an absolutely tremendous... And this is another, this is another um, example of what we're talking about yesterday, earlier with the negativity after that Livingston game it was and he missed the penalty it was get him out of the club he's the first striker gone and all the rest of it and we were banging on about how on this podcast about how he's looking good and if he gets a service he's going to be he's going to score goals he just needs time and he's a chance and then he's got his running games and he's been absolutely superb I'm so pleased he got his goal because he deserved it because he absolutely I don't think there's anybody in the team that works harder than him uh, no in the last six weeks anyway he's been an absolute breath of fresh air and to, to think that six weeks ago we were all six eight weeks ago we were thinking if Kyogo's going that's it what are we going to do how are we going to how are we going to uh, how are we going to manage we've just come through our most difficult run of games he's been at the forefront of it every single game and uh, he's he's been absolutely superb I can't praise him high enough I totally agree Daniel's very yeah. controversial tonight you know what I mean you're, you're saying that he's bringing up Maeda and Jim Atkinson I think Ross alluded to the fact that our attacking options at the minute are fantastic and made a disaster that he comes on kind of a fortune goal really the, the flick on <laughs> keeper fumbles it off his head into the net but you take them goals again poachers finish what do you think about the impact he's made I think he's got three goals and six starts so again another striking option to add to the team uh, I, I think he's he's been very good I, I, I agree with Daniel in the sense that he, at the minute in the last sort of well Maeda's come in let's say I think that Giacomacus has been the better option than Maeda, even though Maeda has probably got a better goals-to-game ratio. Um, but 
I think that Maeda's still a great option. He works really hard, he, and he gets go. He's a he's a. You could say he's he's a poacher. He, he gets he gets goals for inside the six yard box, um, but both again are good players. I think Maeda is going to be an excellent player for his going forward. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's just off the back of a full season in Japan. Yeah, he so, just finished the full season. Aye, yeah. so I mean, he could be a bit leggy at the moment, but you'll probably, again, like I've said about James Forrest, you might see the best of Maeda going into next season. But Rapid, though, are not That's why I like him through that. Like the Motherwell game he played on the left, and I thought he did all right, but then last half hour they put him through the middle and we're just punting balls at the top and it was just like fucking <sighs> roadrunner man he was just absolutely uh, by guys uh, but again quick, that's another quick. option so so many different yeah. options up front aye and different types of player aye yep 100% and quick fire to you is both just say it who are you starting William Meader or Jack and Marcus, if you had the choice uh, well it depends who we're playing Exactly. No, if you had straight, <laughs> if you had straight, who who would you play now, like in terms of form? So, if you're talking about Thursday night, I would play Big Geo because he's been superb. You can't, you can't. He's came in and took his chance, and he's been brilliant. You can't take him out of the team. What about yourself, Ross? Thursday night, I'd play Giacomacus. Uh, just a, a presence. He'll hold the ball up. He brings Jota in a bad end. He play, and it's no slant in my head. He. he Maeda could play it in the left if Jota wasn't there. But Jota's yeah. there and he's absolutely <laughs> tremendous. So it's just the way it is. It's, it, it brings it down to the fact it's great options to have, isn't it? It's great options nice. that we didn't have at the start of the season. Jed's yeah, bang on Jed there, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely bang on, Jed, yeah. mate. Uh, Ross said that, I think he said that, I don't know if it was social media, but he said that he was bought uh, exclusively just to play Libby away, the big guy. <laughs> well, we'll see if it works. That Steven, game's coming up soon. Are you playing? Are you playing Big GG or are you playing? Me, I, I would go. I would go Gigi. I'll go with you guys for once. I think Jim Magus. <laughs> as, 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 as you both said, like in terms of form, you can't drop him. He's been playing really well. Do you know what I mean? So, Meda can play on the left, obviously. But I think an impact player at the minute, Meda can come on and make a thing. If Ian McIntosh <laughs> makes a great point, Meda's done okay. But Kuyo going to Hatate's come in and. Set the bar so high, he needs to reach that. He's getting there. Like he, he will be a fantastic I think, player. I, I, think. I think he's done better. Okay, I think he's been superb since he's came in as well. I, honestly, I really do. I think he's such a different option. Um, and he never. I said it to you guys as well. He never. He never. Um, he never looks out of puff. He runs about four hundred meters in about three point two seconds, and then just stands there as if he's not done anything. And the rest <laughs> should be blown out of the ass. I don't think he's been poor. I think, or even average. I think he's been well above average. His goals show that, um, yeah. and he's he works his socks off as well. He's like Kyogo. The high press is like he's obviously knows Andrew Stelle under before him, but he's he's unbelievable. Like I wouldn't like to be a centre half or a full back playing against him because no. he just never get minutes. Peace. I think he's been brilliant. No. He has I been. agree. I totally agree. Do you know what? Sorry. Do you know what? I think people are. I think people are comparing <clears> his performances that he's put in a Celtic jersey against his YouTube reels because he liked dynamite in the reels and people are looking for him to pick the ball up in the halfway line, run by three guys and bang it into the far corner. It's not happened so far, but he's got it in his locker. And I think people are sort oh, of comparing him to that and thinking he's he's not doing it when he is yeah. doing it. He's scoring goals. 
he's affecting games. There's not much more you can ask for the guy. No, just, in, just in the team in a new country. I think it's difficult to judge players when it's like this. Is it? See if he was like Giacomacus and he got running seven, eight games on the trot, getting 78 to 90 minutes most games. I reckon <clears> a lot of people would be changing their opinion. They'd be saying he's the best thing since sliced bread then. Aye, but that's that's obviously gone down the form. But look, to sum up the the, the Rave Rovers game, we don't want to spend an hour on it, guys. I mean, Martin came in and said, Beaton got that penalty. It was mince. He fouled him with a rebound, which again was mince. It was just a pure lucky goal. Celtics won 4-0. Four, four we're free to the next round, which we drew Dundee United at Tanaday. So we'll touch upon that before the end of the show. But our next game is Bodo Glimp, guys, in the uh, Europa League Conference. There's so many different European competitions now. Joe Finley with him comes in with a point here that... I don't quite agree with. He says, put some wins out on Thursday. Our priority is not year for conference. While I do get what he means in terms of the league is the bread and butter, it always is when it comes to Celtic Football Club. But Postal Coglu wants to challenge himself in Europe with him. And he's made that pretty clear. He wants to play against the best. He wants to learn. And he wants Celtic to compete in whatever competition they're in. And I think this conference league could be that perfect opportunity. Yeah, I think so. I'm, how are you doing, Joe? Yeah. Uh, I, I think we've got a squad capable of competing on all fronts now. I don't think we need to make massive changes, to be honest with you. And I mean, he's made changes there on uh, Sunday, so most of our first-team regulars are going to be pretty fresh. Uh, I mean, I know what he's saying because <coughs> the stature of the competition, I mean, it's not the one we want to be in, let's face it. Mm-hmm. But it is European football. I think, looking at the teams, we've got a, we've got a chance. With the squad, I really, 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 really do think we've got a chance. So, um, I know I would be, I, and I will probably go on to talk about our teams later on, but I, I would be going strong. Um, and I say we go strong, we've talked about it like the last few weeks as well. If you're dropping somebody or bringing somebody else in, it's not, um, it's not a massive, it's not a massive discrepancy between the two types of quality. If you're taking Rogic out and putting an O'Reilly in, it's not going to be a massive drop off, if any. Uh, so I think we've got a squad to compete. I would be, I'd be going strong. I think, I think the quad travels on. <laughs> I, li- I love the, I love the optimism and the confidence. I mean, I think there's majority, of, majority of Celtic fans do believe we can challenge at some kind of front in Europe, and I think the finals in Albania, isn't it, Ross? And the aye, president aye, of Albania flight, is a very big, flight. very big Celtic fan. <laughs> but James comes in and also makes a great point this is where the bounce is a lot stronger with players that can all make a difference William knew to the fact that you can bring in O'Reilly you can bring in Rozic Turnbull's coming back Hatate can start Urugiti in the midfield you can go on for days talking about it I believe that as William said the team's in it we shouldn't be really fearing anybody in that conference league eh, no absolutely not I don't know no Celtic shouldn't fear anybody in that, that competition eh, and to sort of touch on whether we should play a weakened team, uh, I think whether whether you think that or not, I think it's evident that Ange is not going to play a weakened team on Thursday night. Uh-huh. He, he played his he played Cal McGregor at in the cup, so <laughs> he's not going to he's he he'll be taking that serious. He's he he knows his ability and we're all starting to see his ability as a manager and he is over here to prove himself in Europe as well and okay like we've said it's not the top tier European competition it was difficult for Celtic to get into that for where they started this season I think Ange knew that himself in fact I think he even alluded to that in that Stan Sport interview Um, 
So this is this is where we find ourselves this season. It's in terms of Europe, it's very early in the rebuild, and I think, like, hopefully, I, th- I think I, I'm just going to come and say it. I think we'll win the league, and I think we'll be in the Champions League next year. So good things come to those who wait, and at the minute, we're playing in this competition, it's another competition, Celtic want to win every single game Ange wants to win every single game so just go in there with belief, and by the way let's not kid ourselves on this will be a very difficult tie uh, oh, yeah. I mean I've watched me clips of them I think they play a similar sort of style to Celtic um, so it's not going to be it's not going to be an easy game but it's still a game we can win and it's still a competition that we can hopefully go deep into. I'm not going to say we're going to win it, but William did. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to, you've got to believe that you can go as far as possible in any European competition. It's called the UEFA Conference League. It's a terrible name for a tournament, but essentially it is the Cup Winners Cup. And believe me, back in the day in the nineties when that was gone, I love Celtic to win that. Arsenal mm. won it. They loved it. It was good enough for them. It was good enough for Parma. It's good enough yeah. for us. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Alistair Jack makes a great point here, William. Try and win it in the first leg. We're at home. I mean, Bolo Gant, I'm not going to pretend to be some Norwegian football expert here, but they have been <laughs> Norwegian champions two years on the spin. I think they've got one of the best European coaches up and coming. I think he's still in his 30s and he's getting plotted literally all around European football. There's all sorts of teams looking at it. But one thing I do want to come to you, Ian McIntosh has come back in and we argued that point. He says he gets Joe's point. He doesn't want to go into league games, jaded and draw points after exertions in the Conference League. You can, you can see both arguments here, can't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can. I, I totally understand that. But like I said, I think we've got the squad capable of doing um, competing on all fronts. And um, I mean, we were doing it when the Europa League was on and we had half the squad we had. So, I'd, and, and it's Dundee and Sunday. So, you could put the under-16s out against them and win. So, we'll be all right. <laughs> I think we'll I think we'll fire in here but we'll fire in here I'll start with yourself William we'll go for line-up predictions first I'll come back around for the scores but what are you going for uh, what's the is Juranovic he, injured he wasn't even in the squad the night, I think he's got, I think he had back. Covid Wally oh did he well if he's back I would go although Ralston's not a bad substitute is he uh, I, would, I, I think he'll go with a I think it's pretty much his first 11 at the moment. Is uh, Hart, Juranovic, uh, CCV, Starfelt, Taylor. Although I think Scales was... Uh... <laughs> Joe. <laughs> 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 uh, I would go uh, Taylor left-back, midfield three of Kalmak, Hatate and Rogic. And the front three of Abada, Jota and Big Gigi, Big Giacomakis. And what about yourself, Ross? Nothing to add to that. Nothing to add to that? That's it. Same, same team, I. Possibly, to, to be... I, 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 he might play O'Reilly instead of Rogic, because uh, Rogic, we have to call it out, he had a stinker on Sunday. Um, oh, he did. And like, O'Reilly I was, I was, was wanting to make that point, sorry. See, when you were talking earlier as well, I was wanting to jump in, but I didn't at the time, when you said that, and everybody's having a go at Forrest and all that. Not one person right. said anything about and Rogic's had an absolute, that was what his worst game I've seen this season. And nobody, nobody bats an eyelid because he's been superb this year. Aye. I just think there's certain scapegoats. I'm going to start ranting again. Sorry. Just, <laughs> just carry on. 
Aye, no, I was just going. To, that's fine. I agree with you. Totally agree with you. But uh, I was. Uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I. It could be. He, he could bring O'Reilly in. Uh, and yeah, I can see that. Happen. play Rogic because O'Reilly was totally omitted for the the squad. I don't know why. Maybe he's got COVID. He, maybe he's not going to be available. I don't. I'm not sure. But. That could be the only change for the team that Willie named there would possibly be O'Reilly for Rogic. Other than that, that's the team I'll go with. Yeah, I think I totally agree. Mainly, <laughs> O'Reilly probably come for Rogic. It could happen. They could see that. I think O'Reilly was out because he had a knock. I think Postacoli said he was carrying away injury, but he should be okay. Done the, the family day press conference today. So we'll see. And score predictions, William? Uh, 2 0. Comfy 2 0. Ross? Comfortable 2 0. 3 1. The way goals don't count anyway, so I mean, it would be normal then. I'll go 2 0, like William. I'll go by Francis how, Comfy 2 0. How good is a squad that we can leave O'Reilly out? I think it's bonkers because oh, since he's came yeah, out, yeah. he's been an absolute baller. He's, he's been unbelievable. Phenomenal. And like a few weeks ago, I'd be, if, if Rogic was on the bench, I'd be fuming. Even Jota, Jota on the bench, you'd be like, what the? F-? He's not even been starting games, and we're like, it's all right, we're comfortable. Yeah. We've got like, say, how do you leave O'Reilly out? It's bonkers, man. That's it's fucking brilliant. Unbelievable. It's nice. Aye, it's class. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and just, to, just to wrap up, guys, I mean, we do have a couple of bits to, in terms of Celtic. I mean, the financial results come out, William. We are £28 million in the bank, net profit cash. I mean, you've seen all the, the wee memes in the post for rolling the money, people throwing out the money and all, but I mean, Celtic, again, the finances proved themselves. We're, we're kind of self-sufficient, although we complain sometimes and we do give the board a lot of grief regardless. We are kept in a, a safe financial model, whether we like it or not. Definitely. And, and, and to be fair, we always have been since for the last 30 years or so, 30-odd years. Um, and not only that, it's not like we're, we've been like the old biscuit tin mentality. We've, we've, we've went out and, and built a, a whole new squad. At the same time, um, and I think there's there's probably a bit of deadwood still that we could get ready to save even more money, like say yeah. a Yeti and, and obviously Barcaster on big wages and stuff like that. Um, aye, the board deserve a lot of credit this this year, especially. I mean, getting Ange in, I know that might not have been at, like the person's decision to bring the person's decision to bring him in. Uh, no longer at the club, if if you believe the reports that Dom is a man that got him in. Um, we brought in this guy. He's then brought in. I loved Andrew's quote about his wife going into the shop and knowing what to buy and stuff. <laughs> and he's the exact same in the transfer market. Okay. I love it. Um, so it's not as if we're it's not as if we're penny pinching. We're 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 we've rebuilt a full new squad at the same time. Um, bravo! You can only applaud the board for that. Yeah, 100%. Do you think the, the 28 million net profit in the bank, Ross, is going to be used to hopefully sign Jada and Carter Vickers on permanent contracts? Well, if it isn't, they better get the fucking Harris fencing up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be I'll be down there. <laughs> 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 uh, you, you, would, you would hope so. Um, but we'll just need to see. Uh, again, I think Celtic... Well... We all know that it's a set fee that's been agreed yeah. with the two. I think that's right with CCV as well. So if that's the case, I think undoubtedly Celtic will offer that. Angel demand that. Yeah. 
and it's like Wally said, it's like we all know it'll be down to the players. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think they're just biding their time to the summer as well. Uh, but I don't, you, just, you just need to see. It's. I think that plays a big happens. part. With, what Jed says, I think if we get the Champions League money, we can press that button and go for uh-huh. um, Jada uh-huh. and Carter Figures. So I think that may, maybe is what they're hinging on because no, we're getting 40 million players. players as well. They I think we've got the money there football, anyway. So. I think yeah, we've I got enough money. I think we've got is more a pull for the actual player to, to stay rather than absolutely aye. we can throw money at them or whatever. Because I think, we, like Ross says, I think we've, we've got the money there. It's just a matter of. <clears throat> maybe maybe that's what's been holding it out because we were all hoping we were all praying to God that's on Sky Sports News and deadline day in January that we're going to announce that they've signed permanently. Yeah, but right. I mean that might be the case. It might be that they're, they're holding out for that, which we'll get obviously. Do, do you know what's amazing? Like the actual trust that Celtic fans have in Pasta Cogni. Yeah, McIntosh. If we don't even sign him, just trust Pasta Cogni. He'll find players right. of a similar Agreed. similar quality. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just. It's, yeah, it, I don't even. Go ahead. They'll, they'll, they'll announce Jota and Carter Vickers two days before we go and play Rangers at Ibrox. <laughs> and fucking everybody will be buoyed and we'll go and slay them. Yes, <laughs> love it, love it. And then, I mean, Pasta Cogley, I don't think he realises what he's done for this club. I really don't. The feel-good factor is just unbelievable. And again, for the viewers, Stan Sport, YouTube, that 25-minute interview with his Australian colleagues is absolutely fantastic. And just to write up the show again, William, the Scottish Cup draw, we got Dundee United at Tannadice. We were there to witness the last game at Tannadice in the pub, all a wee bit worse for wear, especially <laughs> Anthony. I think he, he was still a wee bit tipsy from the night before, but Tom Rosie's that game had his dancing shoes on. We were absolutely fantastic. A, a, a good draw for Celtic, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'll see, to be honest, I don't think it mattered who we drew. I was going to be confident. I mean, it's not... I wouldn't say it's the easiest draw, but um, the the away at Tannadice has has been notoriously difficult for us in, in in the past. But this squad's got more than enough to absolutely blow blow the blow them away every time we go. I, I'm confident we'll beat anybody. I really are, and that's why I said about the Conference League. I know there's still some big teams in there, but on our day, I think we can. We, we, we're just too much to handle, too hot to handle. Yeah, pundits are saying that in Sky Sports. Everybody's saying it. They're, they're scared. I thought um, Alex Neil summed it up perfect in that last uh, league game where he's saying, I think there's teams turning up to Parkhead or, and, and they're saying, um, I'll take a 2-0 here before we even start the game because they're that scared of us. And so I, like, I think we'll blow everybody away. Yeah, according to Alistair, you look like Rico, don't you? I don't know who Daniel's aimed this comment at, the coffee stain jumper. I can only assume you, Ross. I don't know. Uh, and it then... must be me, but he's not even put an apostrophe in one, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, De- bye De- Daniel Dan De- 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 Thomas said you'll get a pint the next time I see you Ross of that comment so I mean the, the feel good factors for all to see there but touched upon the, the draw Martin we're not finished yet just stay just stay for now <laughs> I'm, I'm touching on, on the draw I mean Tannadice as William said they're usually a tough venue but we can't really see anything past the a Celtic winning in the next round can they well you don't want to be too disrespectful is he's on the boat saying the, the quadruple tra- the, the travels on the quad when we're going to win the Coppers League. That must be a one comment. No, I don't know why I get too caught. I mean, it's a cup game, it's away from home. You would rather it was at home, but 
Celtic have went to turn the dice already this season, won comfortably. <laughs> but every game's different. Um, so, you just need to see, as long as we've not got any injury, but then we've got the squad to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Celtic, on paper, should win the game, but it won't be easy. Yeah. See what happens. Think, when is the tie? The tie anyway. I think next month sometime it would be, wouldn't it? Is it? Really, I haven't looked. I March yeah, it would be. But again, yeah. we're looking forward to the, the Bodo Glimp game Thursday evening on the lights at uh, Paradise. Eight o'clock kick off. It'll be another fantastic atmosphere. I think it's a, a sellout. I think the general tickets are on sale, but they'll probably go really quickly. Everyone want to go to that the, the disco lights and all. But again, guys, another fantastic podcast. Ross, your debut. How did you find the live? I, I have to admit, when I first came on, I was slightly nervous just about being live and stuff, but pff, just s- s- stepped into it nice, man. <laughs> Stephen, go and pull up that Ian McIntosh comment you had about three ago and then try and see it. Hi. Ha ha. Oh, no. That's <laughs> Nanoni Wo or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Stephen. Oh, no. No, Nanoni Anonu. No, it's Nanoni on Anonu. <laughs> And on that, on that note, until Friday evening, until we speak again, stay well and keep safe. Heel, heel. <laughs>